welcome to Awake to Oneness Radio. I am Caroline Chang, your host. The mission of Awake to Oneness Radio is to inspire the world to awaken to the universal truth of oneness. Science is now teaching us that everything is energy and that energy is interconnected and interdependent. In essence, that energy is one thing. Now, ancient wisdom and spirituality has been teaching the truth of oneness for eons. And now science is catching up and this isn't even new science. The science of quantum physics is over a hundred years old. And it's basically saying the unified field theory, theory and quantum entanglement is saying everything is connected, everything is one thing. So what you do to another person, you're literally doing to another aspect of yourself. And when mankind awakens to the universal truth of oneness, there will be peace on earth. Today's show topic is The Great Awakening with Mary Reed. Welcome again, Mary. Thank you, thank you. Namaste, my friend. Namaste. Namaste. Now, Mary, I've had you several times, so I do, um, and you're a dear friend of mine, so I am familiar with you, but maybe some of the audience is not. So we can, uh, if you could just give a brief synopsis of your journey with our listeners, it'll be great. Sure. Thank you for having me, honey. It's very nice to see you and uh, always good to be here and have a chat. Yes. Uh, For those of you who don't know me, I am um, a former agnostic. I was a healthcare executive for many years in Washington, D.C. And uh, uh, two decades ago, um, I just out of the blue started having these mystical experiences, these really profound engagements with divine realms and divine beings and uh, that took me on this mystical journey uh, that I've been on ever since and it ended up in 2011. Uh, I thought I was going crazy for a long time because I felt very alone on this journey and uh, I ended up in a serious suicide attempt not being able to sort of figure things out and upon awakening from that experience I finally just surrendered to the journey. I just tried, I stopped trying to be normal. I stopped trying to figure it out. I stopped trying to fix anything. And I just surrendered to whatever was supposed to be. And immediately after that, my whole world um, shifted. And I ended up living in a Buddhist nunnery in the Himalayas for the better part of seven years. And uh, so I've just been on this journey ever since. And I began leaving during monsoon seasons at the nunnery and um, traveling to tell my story and start coming out as a mystic. And uh, I released my book, Unwitting Mystic, in 2014. And uh, for many years in traveling and talking about my book, uh, it was basically just telling my story. It's pretty much all I knew to talk about was just what happened. I couldn't really talk about the wisdom per se because it's so beyond words. Um, But starting around 2016, uh, things began to shift and I began to be able to articulate what that wisdom is and how it applies to what's happening in our world today. And 2016 seemed to be a pivotal year for sort of humanity in general. And uh, so my ability to come out and speak differently about that has been sort of in the company of that uh, trajectory for humanity as well. So that's my background. That's what I do. And uh, in that journey of talking with people about that, that's how we came to know each other. You had me on your show 
way back when, and you hosted me uh, in your home area there in the Poconos. And yes. we've just yes. been hanging out periodically ever since then. Yes, it has. Yes, we are. We're kindred spirits. Yes. Yes. For sure. For sure. And yes, so now we, 20, like 2016, you're right. That's when I had you. It was 2016. I think it was. I think it was 2016 or was it 17 where you came to the Poconos? I can't remember. But I know it was in the fall. It was like September. 16, October. Yeah. 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 I think you may have had me in the spring and then in the fall I came to, to see you. Right. Exactly. Yeah. That's how I think it went. You're exactly right. And now 2020, we are past the midpoint yes <laughs> we are past the midpoint now i have been saying on my show since september of 2019 so almost a year i have been saying 2020 is going to be the year of clear vision and i all i knew that's all i knew was 2020 was going to be the year of clear vision i had no idea what would transpire and a lot has a lot has transpired, and I understand clearly now why Spirit gave me, like, I listened to a lot of channel information, and that came, um, that information came through more than one channel, that 2020 is going to be a very pivotal year, and the year of clear vision for humanity, and I got from my higher self the direct directive in March that this is the beginning of the great awakening so so please share your experience since of this year Boy, your, thoughts, your experience and your thoughts that's <laughs> such a big question or or a open-ended sort of thing you know everything about it has been extraordinary hasn't it like the unexpectedness of how it unfolded of what created the sort of momentum that, that really everybody, uh, whether they wanted to or not, was swept up in, right? With yes. the pandemic as it started. Yes. And it's no surprise to me that it came on a wave of fear, a massive wave of fear. Yes. Uh, I have been speaking for many years about this momentum of transcending that's going on that has been going on for a while now mm -hmm. is all related to the rising up of the presence of divine love the awakening to ourselves as divine love right here yes. and as that happens as that presence of divine love comes into this reality is made more present in this reality it will begin to challenge all of the things that were all of the systems of our world that were built on foundations of fear yes. and those foundations of fear will not be able to sustain the force of the divine love that is rising up and so we will begin to see all those systems that were built in fear begin to crumble those foundations can't sustain it and so what happened we had this massive wave of fear come in and now those old systems can't sustain um, all, any more of that force. And so we're seeing all of these systems, uh, every system was affected, right? Uh, education, economics, um, government, travel, government, yes, and uh, healthcare, yeah. all these systems yes. impacted like it, the weight was too much. And so everything literally had to stop, yes. right? And not just in one little spot, but exactly. all around. Planet, 
the whole planet, yes. Putting the brakes on, like, wait yes. a minute, what has to happen here? It was phenomenal to feel that wave of fear and then like feel the foundations not be able to sustain any more pressure. Yes. And then now watching all of the world sort of take sides about what should we be doing? What's the right thing to do? Who's still in fear? Who's not in fear? We start to see everybody trying to figure out where's the balance here? Where am I in all of this? Where's our system in all of this? How do we operate yes. now? Because the old paradigms can't function right now. It's been phenomenal to watch. So just watching that whole thing, and, and actually what, what you said about 2020 will be a year of, of clear vision, um, I did an, another interview where I was talking about, we were talking about people feeling that there was, they had more clarity about things. And I was saying that, you know, when, when the whole world stopped, basically, we all took our cars off the road, things shut down, the pollution went down further, there was, the, the, there was clarity in the water, there was literally clarity in the air right? You could feel it when you go out and the colors are more vivid, the sky is clear. There's literally and figuratively more clarity within us on planet earth right now. So it's, it's just been phenomenal to watch. And I said during this time, uh, I have a group of uh, people, I have a Patreon community that I meet with weekly. Mm -hmm. And in one of those things I was saying, you know, now what will happen is that People, as they're called inside, everybody is literally called inside, yes. off the streets, into their home, into their own being here. And once we have that quiet time, that stopping of our old expected routines, our habits, yes. the minute that we have the opportunity to go back out, we're going to face the question of, is this really the world I want to go back out into? Mm. That old thing, is this really what I want to do? And we're not going to be able to do it. Right. We're, we're going to be challenged in those, what's, what, what, what do we really want to do and what can we do now? And it's no surprise then that as soon as some of us started to be able to open up and go back out, immediately we begin to have these civil rights protests yes. and things looking at the inherent systems of that are based in race or based in economics or class or all these sorts of things. And it's continuing now because we're, this is just the beginning. This uh, yes. is just the beginning of addressing these ingrained, entrenched beliefs, ideas, and in the ways that we live according to those. So yes. we're going to come out, we, we've literally come ungrounded from the foundations, but we don't know what right. the next thing is. We're all standing on shaky stuff. Right. On shaky so, ground, yes. But from, and from my perspective, from the, from the metaphysical perspective, it's all a beautiful sort of setting free, right? Yes. We've been set free from all of those old paradigms. And now it's all just about allowing that new to come in and we, we're allowed to um, receive what's possible now because we could not be in that allowing and receiving state standing tethered to fear. Yes. Yes, yes. So, so true. Everything you said, I totally resonate with. I've actually, and I've said it many times on the show since March, I've actually been in a state of bliss since March because I, I, not a channel, not a psychic, I have a very strong connection to higher self. And I just, I live my life since, I guess, 
2011 from that knowing that higher self is guiding me and higher self said to me it's on it's this is the beginning it's like, like you said it's not going to happen overnight we're just still in the beginning but once i knew that knew in my heart and soul we are in the beginning of the great awakening nothing could wipe a smile off my face nothing you know the whole fear thing i never it never i was talking about in february don't allow the media to put you in the state of fear i had no idea this whole pandemic and shutdown was going to happen the next month i just think please don't allow the mainstream news to put you in the state of fear because i had turned it off 19 years ago so I, and I knew that, that's what I turned it off 19 years ago and realized many years later that the reason um, I was directed to turn it off was because it wants to keep you in a state of fear. They're actually paid to keep you in a state of fear. Okay. Um, no judgment, but that's what they're, they're doing. And so I'm like, no, 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 no. I know who I am as a sovereign divine being of light. And when you know who you are, you when you know who you are in your heart and soul, you can't be in a state of fear because you know there is no such thing as death. You know you are creating your own reality. And so, but knowing that now, okay, I've been on this road of awakening for a while, but now knowing that the masses are going to start gradually waking up, just it just put me in such an elevated state that. I can't do anything but smile. And then my experience of the world since March, since I raised my vibration and kept it there, has been nothing but bliss. Every situation, everything, I stay grounded in the now. You know, I make my plans for the day. Sometimes the plans go away. I planned it. Sometimes they don't. But whatever happens, it's bliss. And I'm, I mean, my whole neighborhood, the kids have been out of school since March and just up and down the street. It's like, I keep telling people, my block is like a block party with the neighbors keep, we visit each other. You know, there's no fear, not on my block anyway. So, yeah, 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 yeah. so it's like, it's, it's just, a, it's been really, and I just get the message that I'm just to share and be in the status and share and not lower it. Not that I'm not seeing. I'm seeing, I don't have to watch the news to see what's happening in 3D. I uh, am keeping myself in 5D and observing 3D and inviting everybody to come up to 3D, you mm -hmm. know, and but I, I'm, enjo I'm enjoying what I say. I'm enjoying the greatest show not on earth the greatest show in the universe because our galactic brothers and sisters are also they're celebrating because it is i mean yeah we're we're at that stage now where it's breaking down the old is breaking down right so which it's is like, the chaos that we see exactly right? but we're gonna it's, have that chaos and that pain that is up for healing right this is all that pain that has come up to be included in the healing process now Exactly, yeah, right. which which must happen. So I sometimes um, compare it to birth, you know. So we're in the birthing process, and I birthed two children, so I know that labor. Is, so we're in labor pains right now, and labor is not fun. But after 
the birth and you're holding that beautiful baby, you forget all about the labor pains. I mean, it's like, so we are in labor pains right now. But when you realize, and I was that way with Kyle, I actually was in a state of bliss in the midst, I'll never forget, um, you know, they put these monitors on you to um, monitor when you're in a contraction. I was in a birthing room because I planned to have Kyle and go right home. And that didn't happen because I had, had to have an emergency C-section because Kyle took the cord and wrapped it around his head. That's Kyle, okay? <laughs> but, um, but the whole time I'm in the birthing room and the nurses are in there and they're checking me and they're looking at the monitor and they can see I'm in the midst of a contraction and I'm just, I've got the biggest, they're like, you're having a contraction right now. I'm like, yeah, so what? And I'm like, so, so I'm literally, what I was going through in birthing Kyle, in the birthing process I'm going through right now, in the middle of a contraction, I'm in bliss. So I'm just, and I'm just sharing that bliss and, and inviting everybody to come up to the, because it's all about the vibration. It's all about raising that vibration because the more each of us raise our vibration, we're, we're, we're connected. So we're bringing everyone with us as we rise. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know, what's interesting from a, from a metaphysical perspective and because my, uh, I should have mentioned this earlier, but in my experiences for this, these last two decades, all of my mystical experiences relate to um, the origins, most, the origins of things that we think are pertinent to understanding human experience. So the origins of existence, the origins of thought, the origins of fear, of Christianity, of Buddhism, etc. And so uh, my, my sight, my experiences uh, all relate to sort of humanity as a whole. And of course, then playing down to the individual experience within that, in context with that. And uh, so in watching the whole of what's been happening, it's been fascinating to see the various levels of spiritual awareness or whatever come to light, right? To see, you know, where people are over here and a certain sector of uh, spiritual people over here and over here and, you know, and it's multidimensional. It's not like it's a linear scale up, which is the way a lot of people talk about it. Um, but just to watch and so then to see how people within those groups find each other and get that level of support and they kind of hold arms and, and go this way together. It's been fascinating to watch. And if for my work, um, because I am always about the whole, uh, individuals who follow my work, uh, we don't ever talk, we don't really focus on individual human experiences like you know my mom did this to me or I grew up with this I don't I just don't it's not my work right. so in the work that's been happening with my groups um, just over the last six months has been what I've been uh, I, I too have started channeling as well but it's it's been considered uh, the way to talk about it is like we're the container right okay. so if the container in which everything is playing out so you might imagine us holding humanity yes. while all of the storms play out and evolve in their natural way. But a container needs to stay still. 
-hmm. the container a container needs to be grounded and centered or whatever so that it can allow the greatest evolution of these storms in whatever's the highest interest of humanity but if the container itself is also part of the storms then nothing can find its balance so we play about some of us are playing a role of just being able to hold everybody steady and love what's unfolding absolutely love what's unfolding hold in the in the divine authentic sincere embrace fully grounded in relationship with earth our home here yes. to allow everything to play out in its greatest evolutionary path for all that's concerned and so this is what my work has been and it's been such a joy week after week after week to just gather people in get really mm -hmm. anchored Right. anchored as the new right yes. as the new anchors because the old anchors are gone the old anchors from foundations of fear are gone yes. so this new anchors of love is allowing everything to unfold that's possible right mm. it's been such a joy to do that such a joy to do that and, and therefore we don't have to to figure out what to do about fear yes it's not our job to figure out what to do about other sphere we're right. simply that home that beacon of light that people can see as sort of a, a safe haven eventually yes. right yes so many of us are able to do that right now and it's such yes. a gift it's really a gift to be able to hold that presence yes and i do see i see the awakening um because i don't watch the news if i watch the mainstream news i i, I would see uh, i would see the chaos but I'm not, I don't watch it, so I stay online. I follow those that I know are awake and I'm seeing it, I'm seeing the mask awakening and it gives me such joy. I know that, like you said, that now that we were all, and the, the shutdown was such a blessing. It was a blessing to Mother Earth. It was a blessing to everybody who had a chance to go inside and go within and ask those big questions, because if they're running off to work every day, they're not asking those big questions. They're just doing the you know, mundane things that you do every day. But so many people say, wait a second, you know, what's going on? Even my brother, who is, who's not really into any of the stuff I'm into, we had a conversation Easter Sunday and he was listening to everything I was saying for the first time. <laughs> and he was like really taking it in. And I was like, wow, that's, that's the first sign to me. The world is awakening. If my brother can listen to me and agree with me and see logic in some of the stuff I'm saying, okay, the world is awakening. Yes. You know, in addition to like the collective awakening that we can feel it's been fascinating to watch people on an individual basis yes. the really profound changes that have happened within them and within their lives and you know their home or, or work lives mm -hmm. tremendous changes suddenly and very big changes within the last six months they yes. go like a whole you know several decades of leading one life and then something clicks yes. and this has been you know, I've watched people and I've, I've, I've helped people that after 40 plus years of marriage suddenly mm -hmm. realize, actually, I don't know why I'm tolerating this sort of thing in my, my home or my life. Right. It's not good and it's not, and I'm okay leaving. I know three, three people after 40 plus years of marriage done and a few people after 20 plus years. And mm -hmm. then same thing with work 
you know, people yes. have been doing work that doesn't feel fulfilling, that yes. isn't really exciting to them. It doesn't feel like that's their genuine, um, <clears throat> the contribution that they want to make to their, their life experience or to the humanity. Right. So sudden big changes in careers that are like major, you yes. know, left turns. And uh, other things in terms of just like big ahas and realizing things about themselves about their work, about their relationships, about their family responsibilities. It's been incredible to watch these people literally wake up. Yes. It's like a, you know, a, a flip switch. switch. And, yes. and, then some, and then there's no stopping it. It's not like you can turn that switch off again. The okay. switch is up and it's staying up. It's been phenomenal to watch that. And then to watch what happens with them once they make that decision. It's yes. like a different person standing there. There's like a whole different energy. There's a whole different authenticity about them that you can feel and you know that that feels good and strong and alive within them. And that's what they're taking out into the community. That's what they're taking out and radiating, right? That sense of authenticity. Yes. And in living their truth. Suddenly that truth is available and they are available to it. So it's just been, it's been phenomenal to watch. Very true, very true. And I think that first step is when people let go of that fear, because it's that fear um, what keeps people from living their authentic truth, from leaving that relationship that they know is not working and, and doesn't feel, you know, is their authentic truth, from leaving that job that doesn't feel like it's their authentic truth. But to drop, when they drop that fear, and like, wait a second, there's nothing to fear. I am that I am. And I can go out and, and live my authentic life and leave that fear behind. And once you do that, it's, uh, that's freedom. That's mm -hmm. true freedom. When you feel freedom. free to live your authentic life, yes. You know, when, when the pandemic first started and fear was massively up, and you know, my teachings are always about love. I, it's just, I might as well just title every single one of them. This is something about love. <laughs> uh, uh, and I was talking about, you know, there's an alternative to, there's an alternative option to yes. fearing this virus. And that is to love this virus. Yes. Virus is no different than anything else in the world. It seeks love. It yes. seeks to be the expression of the love that it is. Yes. And our, when our response is we're going to fear that, that's a rejection. And rejection yes. is very much the thing that separates us from our understanding of oneness. Yes. Automatically, if we reject something, we separate from it, right? That's yes. just easy to understand. So when I began to talk about loving this virus, you yes. know, a few people were like, well, what happens if you get the virus? And I'm like, so let's think about that then. Okay, yeah. so let's say that I get the virus and I love this virus in me. What's the worst thing that can happen? Even if I die, yes. I die fearlessly in love yes. as opposed to living in fear. Exactly. Like, what's the, what's the question here? Yes. <laughs> Does that a really good path to die fearlessly in love? Isn't that our goal? Yes. Isn't that everybody's goal to die fearlessly? Like, yes. as opposed to live in fear. But right. we are so used to living in fear. We don't even, we think of that as normal. Yes. We think of that as the best option. I, yes. It's yes, like, yes. Whoa, what have we done here? 
Yes, I'm so glad you said that because there's this question that's been coming up in social media lately this past few days about um, when are we getting back to normal? And every time I hear that, matter of fact, uh, I had a, my plumber came over the other day, and first thing he said is, "When we get back to normal," and da 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 da. And I said, "We were never in normal," and he agreed with me. And that's uh, we've never been in normal to me. Okay, this is what normal looks like to me: no war, no poverty, no crime, no cruelty, no pollution. A living in a world of peace, love, and harmony, and equality. That's what normal looks like to me. We we have not lived that. That was not, before the pandemic, we were not living in my, what I would call normal. Okay, That's true. So, it's not our normal nature. It's, it's We live in the opposition to our nature. Our yes. nature is considering all of life <clears throat> wondrously equal. Yes. Wondrously free to be whatever it is as it is, to be unconditionally accepted as it is in a state of oneness. Yes. And you will notice in our world, we live in the exact opposite. We live in, in pervasive inequality, yes. pervasive oppression, pervasive yes. rejection, and yes. considering everything other. And then you will notice that we live in a world in constant pain, Yes. right? In constant suffering, because we're living not normal. We're exactly. Not our, we're not in our innate natural state of being. We're in the opposition to that. And the opposition is painful. So yes. this is what the awakening is about. Exactly. Waking up to, oh my God, why are we considering this normal? Right. Why have we accepted it? Yes. Why have we just like gone along with it? And then when our eyes are open, we can't close them again. We can't unsee the truth. And that's the great awakening that's happening right now. Yeah. And I, I'm just so grateful to all the teachings that are coming up in these very, you know, what feels like very painful, very difficult ways. These are the teachings that wake us up for the people that still need some kind of, you know, light switch to go on. Yes. These are some painful, like switching ons that's yes. going up and people are getting it. There's, yes. I've been watching so many reports of ways that people are like, oh my God, I never realized this, mm -hmm. that we, and exactly this kind of thing. I never realized that I just considered that normal mm -hmm. when of course it's not normal. Mm -hmm. why, why would I even ever think that was normal? Right. So it's so beautiful on so many levels. It's just yes, beautiful. And very true. And there is no going back. Humanity is rising. Humanity is not going to go backwards. So it is, it's, it's this is to me a pivotal year where by the end of this year i think there's going to be a great reveal by the end of this year and people will have to decide individually uh do i want to shift into this or do i want to stay into that old energy you'll have a choice um but that's where i see there's going to be a gradual splitting of you know, it, the Bible speaks of how they're splitting of the world, the old earth to new earth. And I truly see it's not going to be just overnight. It's not going to be an overnight split. It's a gradual split. And this is this 2020 because there's no no coincidence. You know, when you go to the eye doctor and the eye doctor says you have 2020 vision. OK, that is clear vision 2020 and that there's no coincidence that this year 
is marked, has been pivotally marked for the 2020 of Clear Vision. So to me, I don't know when or how it's going to happen, but and it ha it's happening because it's happening in drips and drabs. But I think that it's the right now it's now it's like a stream. It started in drips, and now it's like a small stream of information, truth coming out. And I think that it, the tap is going to be wide open, and everybody's going to be at least shown the truth. And they have the ability to decide, okay, does this resonate with me? Do I want to go with this? Or do I want to go a lot? We'll be like, no, I want it back. I want to go back. I want to go back. And that's their individual soul choice. But I think once, as we gradually, we're going to gradually be, you know, splitting into two earths. And, um, it's, yeah. uh, you know, and whatever, whatever, decision they decide because it's a soul choice and some souls need more 3d experience they're just it's their soul's choice it's like no judgment if that soul needs more 3d experience bless them and allow them their 3d experience for those that are ready to go for to a higher dimension they're off to that higher dimension yeah i mean i've been shown um very clearly that there would be the appearance of a split that there are people have to choose a side basically yes. and um that neither side is right or wrong exactly because there's many paths up the mountain as they say right but on one path you get sherpas you get little guest houses along the way you get little easier cutbacks and then the other you're kind of climbing the cliffs yes. you don't have anybody to help carry what's on your back and it's a more arduous um challenge of a yes. path yes. but that too is just as valuable or equal or um, of an yes. exploration of life yes. as the other but exactly. many people will not choose that harder path anymore and right. so be it you know yes so be it for any of them um yes yes yeah. yes you know i should also mention that uh it's in the last six months like mm -hmm. I, I have really powerful mystical abilities and uh, without ever studying for it, I just got the whole, whole manual and there it went. Um, but in the last six months, everything has kicked up phenomenally for me. Uh -huh. And not just for me, but a lot of people that I work with uh -huh. um, in my groups that I meet with, they've suddenly come online with a lot of mystical abilities and uh -huh. um, big ahas and those mystical, uh, the, uh, the wisdom that's rising up for them. And, and for some of them, that is the wisdom of realizing their truth, right? Realizing yes. that this home situation or work situation is no longer. But others have come into their abilities um, to either connect with divine realms or receive channeling or have visions or whatever. Um, but for me, it's all of these things have uh, just started like event after event after event and several times a week now. Mm. Uh, I'm having, I've, I've had in six months the number of mystical experiences that I had more than 10 years, over a 10 year span. I and I began in, in April to channel as well and all this stuff. But since March, since late March, almost all of my experiences have related in some way to the end of things that are um, only happening in separation of consciousness. And it began with the experience of the end of hell. Mm. And this really incredible mystical experience, I went into this realm and, and experienced the end of the archetype of the devil. Mm. And that there was a surrendering. And, there, and all of the, the beings that we would consider demons or devils in this realm 
were when I originally went into this into this realm, there was like a stomping of um, a rebellion, mm -hmm. but it was a rebellion to say we are no longer going to wait. It's mm -hmm. over. And then the, the the head devil comes in and sort of puts down his scepter. And the moment he slams the scepter, all of the, the demon characters just dissolve in an instant. Mm -hmm. The red drains from the devil character, and then he becomes the image of God. We begin, we began to see now God in that which we thought was evil. And so there was this whole, and it was incredible. And then there has been the end of opposing sides, the mm -hmm. end of labeling the masculine and feminine energies paradigm, mm -hmm. which is an opposing polarity kind of model, the mm -hmm. end of effort, the end of um, self-doubt, you know, all of these end of things, which all points to once that's done, once those paradigms, once those ideas are gone, what is there but living in unit of consciousness? So when you end the, the things that are paradigms of the evil part, the bad part that we want so badly to reject, right. once all of those ideas dissolve, then you're in unit of consciousness. That's the whole point. And uh, so this is the piece where, you know, the, the awakened um, being yes. is, right? Without the need any of that evil without the need for any of this good bad paradigm it just doesn't exist in a unit of consciousness exactly you're exactly right the separation consciousness does not exist in the higher dimension of 5d where we're we're going towards and i always use that symbol of the yin yang symbol of black white where it's all it's equal the black, the shadow side, and the light are equal, and they're one. They're not separate. So I always say there's no such thing as good, bad. There's no such thing as evil, because it's all God. And like you said, and it's a, it, we're all divine souls playing a role. And some chose to play the role of the dark. But So when you awaken, you're like, wait a second, that person's not dark that person's god playing a role you know yeah. and 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 even though it's not something i would choose to do in this lifetime i understand it's it's god playing that role and it's all about the unity consciousness that is the 5d new earth and that is the language of the 5d new earth and sometimes i really i i try to speak that language to people who are not quite there yet and they it it's like me speaking French and they're speaking Spanish. It's like That's they correct. don't understand. They yeah. unity consciousness is the true awakening, the oneness, the unity that it is all God and it's all one. And when we get there, that's beautiful. So I love how you describe that because that's what it is truly all well, about. I have to tell you, five D is not part of my language. Um, okay, and, and I'll tell you why. Um, a couple of years ago, I had this incredible experience of being in the momentum within the cosmos of where humanity, like it was humanity's magnificent, it was like a river in the mm -hmm. cosmos, it was massive, and it was all this exuberant movement of humanity's trajectory into awakening. Right. But what was important about that was I was not only seeing what we're moving into, in humanity's evolution, but I was seeing most importantly of what we're coming out of. Okay. And what we're coming out of in this experience, we were coming out of in particular, our incredible sense of inadequacy. 
of feeling so small, of considering ourselves so small, which is why we have this undercurrent of unworthiness that's yes. so pervasive, self-doubt, lack of self-love, lack of self-compassion, so deeply ingrained in human thinking, in humanity yes. at large. And the way that it was first shown to me was like, you can imagine, a, it was like a bucket, a single mm -hmm. bucket sitting at the edge of an ocean. Okay. It's sitting on the sand at the edge of the, the waves. And this bucket is feeling completely overwhelmed, mm -hmm. completely overwhelmed at the idea of everything that has to be figured out and fixed in order to experience the oneness of the ocean in its little bucket. Right. Yes. When in fact, of course, we're already the oneness of the ocean. The only thing that separates our little bucket from theirs, believing that we're not. Right. This is what we believe we are, that little tiny bucket. So that's the scale of our belief and what we really are. And so then the next thing that was playing out was as we ascend into a more and more of understanding of what we truly are, yes. we recognize how much of spiritual language, um, and this is going back to all of the ancient teachings and new age teachings as well, mm -hmm. hold us in the belief that we're small, that we have to do something we have to achieve, right? We have to be worthy of earning our way into higher levels. We have to be more spiritual. We have to do more prayers. We have to be more moral. We have to do all of these sorts of things. And the way that it was shown to me was, um, and the New Age uh, teachings was one of the, the examples that was given to me. Right. And it was like this talking about the, the idea of ascending from third to fourth to fifth dimensions. Right. So, uh, in that example, in this experience, it was saying that, so if you're in the fifth dimension, right. that means that in, you should be able to experience everything in the first, second, third, fourth, and fifth dimensions. You can experience it all. Right. But if you're in the third dimension, you can only experience first, second, and third. Right. Right? Yes. So right there, mm -hmm. you can see how separation ideology is inherent in that language. Right. You see, we're not already where we're supposed to be. Like we're, you see, there's already a separation ideology at the baseline of that teaching. Now, okay. imagine the trillionth dimension. <laughs> okay. Can experience all these other dimensions, but this little old third dimension can in no way. Neither can the fifth dimension right. experience all that we are. Right. Right. right so right. bridging the gap between mm -hmm. the third or fifth dimension and the trillionth dimension that we really are capable of. Right. Bridging that gap is simply dropping the belief that we're not already all of that. Right. I agree with so you. So my language is about the all, is about no, we are everything. everything. Right. Yes. The oneness is everything. It's every level, every dimension, all of it. Our light is everywhere. Yes. And so not restricting ourselves to the idea that we're just going up a couple of notches. No, no, right. no. We're yeah. doing away with notches. Okay. Okay. In my experience, that's, yes. that's no, no, no. I, I, what I saw. You know what language? The language is so gets in the way sometimes. Yes, yes, it's yes. A, it gets it totally gets in the way sometimes. But no, I agree with you a thousand percent. My favorite quote, and you, you, you with the bucket in the ocean. My favorite quote is Rumi. You're not a drop in the ocean. You are the entire ocean in a drop. And so, I, so we're the entire universe 
in a drop. We are limitless. And us knowing that, that's, a, that's the truth to me, awakening, knowing who we truly are yeah. as divine spiritual souls. And so, yes, I agree with you. I do use the term five, five, fifth dimension. And, but I still, I don't, I don't think of it as a judgment, but you're right. The language is a separation, but I don't ever think of it as a judgment. I don't think, feel like those that I feel are very attached to this 3D physical, what we call physical realm. And yes. this physical realm is not even physical. Right. In seventh grade, I, my science teacher <laughs> said nothing is truly physical. When we were studying atoms and molecules, and we know now, that an atom, the building blocks, quote unquote, of the unit uh, of our physical realm, atoms are 99.99999% empty space. So we don't live in a physical world. I use that example all the time. So our, our senses are so limited when we only focus on what our physical, like my, my body is a vehicle to kind of travel around in this dimension, in this realm. To, but it's 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 just a vehicle it's not who i am it's like i have a car but i'm not my car mm -hmm. and so i have a body and i try to take care of it and keep it healthy to be around here but i understand that it is if we only think with our mind and not our heart and our soul we limit ourselves and language is very limiting because yeah. one person can say one thing and the exact same thing could mean something totally different to one and opposite to another yeah so yes mm -hmm. yeah and i think that this is the challenge right Ling, and and that was part of my experience is that we're going to be transcending old language like we're yes. going to be we're going to be transcending not only old language but old ways of talking about things because it's the language that the mind created in order to parse things out, analyze it, put it in these various things. And we're going to be transcending that as the, we no longer need to, to analyze the aboutness of life, but literally just embodying the life experience itself, mm -hmm. staying very present in the moment without a judgment of, about it. Exactly. Right? Um, but one of the things that's so beautiful about this awakening is how many different voices are coming out and every voice is talking differently, right? I will speak about things differently than you will. Paul Selleck will speak about it differently than Marianne Williamson yeah. or, you know, uh, than, than Rumi or whatever. Yeah. Like we're, we're all speaking about it in different ways, but there's, we can be heard by particular, you know, people who can hear that kind of thing. Right. And then we will gradually open more, um, opportunities to increase that language. And one of the things that I do uh, to, to bypass yes. the challenge and the limitations of language is that I do most of my work through energy, mm -hmm. like through literally like through a meditation and a breathing exercise. Mm -hmm. So that we're, we're opening up things within the body field, within the energetic field, and we're moving it around so that the natural wisdom rises up. It's not something I have to tell you. Right. It's something that you realize within you. I may give you a, 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 a sentence that's an invitation that kind of pulls it up, but the understanding exactly. of that is going to rise naturally within you, which is so much better than um, having to hand somebody the information that they memorize, then try to intellectualize and then try to believe and then try to live. Right? Okay. It's just the shortcut to the authentic thing within them. And so people don't have to speak about it. They live it. 
Right. I, this is the, I have a course, an online course called the Divine 444. Mm -hmm. And it's exactly this kind of work. It's 28 days. And mm -hmm. so people just, they sit down, they're guided through the meditations. And the only thing they have to do is breathe. That's mm -hmm. it. There's nothing that they have to memorize. There's nothing that they have to do. Yes. Right? It's so simple and it's been quite effective. And especially in a time where, especially during the pandemic, when yes. people were at home and they needed something to ground them, yes. that was quite effective. I actually offered it for free for the first few months and awesome. uh, awesome. 500 people were jumping on that to be like, oh yeah, this is, I need this. So that was yes. really excellent. But it's just, I think that there's a lot of us now, and Paul Selig is a really good example of that yes, too. Yes, I love Paul. Paul. His work is, you can feel the energy. You yes. can feel the energy of it, and he's yes. speaking about it differently. Yes, he's he does. speaking again and again and again and again and again and again yes. about just deconstructing our ideas of what we think is real, what we think yes. is right, or whatever. And just, you know, he's, I don't know how many books he's done now, eight or yes. something, and he just keeps progressively opening this up more energetically energetically it's so beautiful it's, it's very true and yeah. i love i love what you said about the being and the doing mm -hmm. because early on in my awakening i got it when spirit said to me it's not about doing it's about being right it's about being you already are you're all of those things already and so it's about being and not to do and i use the word inspire in my opening that the the mission of this show is to inspire i say because i can't give anybody anything right um, all truth is within so i inspire them to go within where they to tap into their truth their authentic knowing which is only one place is within so mm -hmm. i i love that because it is about, and I use this phrase a lot, you can lead a horse to water, but you can't make them drink. And it, the drinking is their awakening. Mm -hmm. So I can, I can lead, I'm like, okay, the pond's over here, I'll take you there, but I can't drink for you. Mm -hmm. You have to, you know, so it's all within them. And I always, the self-empowerment, that's a big part of my message is it's not about me. It's not about where well, there's like all these wonderful teachers and, and books and lectures and works. They're wonderful. But it, the, the bottom line, it has to come from within you, that mm -hmm. awakening. It's an mm -hmm. internal process. Like, I think so many people, they address that. They, they start coming to it with a sense of feeling already overwhelmed of, I don't know what, I don't know what I'm going to find. Right. Well, I don't know how to, I don't know how to do it. Right. I don't, the, the idea is right. So just recently in a channeling, there was like a beautiful sentence that came out and it said, being is the new doing. Yes. Right. And then just, um, I think last, this past Sunday, in my satsang, there was, so I channeled a very large collective of divine beings called consensus. Okay. And usually <clears throat> I encounter them in an arena. And so they're, they fill up the arena. That's how many divine beings it is. It's really big. And this last one, <clears throat> so it was an online satsang and there was the, my regular group online. Mm -hmm. and they were saying that in this very exuberant, joyous, cheerleading that's going on in the stands from these divine yes. beings it's yes. absolutely brilliant radiant light <clears throat> they were saying that it's like we're like watching a game that's going on on the field yes and, um, but we wanted to it's the game of effort yes of always doing always doing to to achieve to figure it out to fix it to do it whatever 
And, it, and they said, so, which is totally fine. If you enjoy playing the game, we're here cheering for you. Yes. But we also, in this moment, we would like to extend the invitation for you to come up into the stands with us. Yes. And so they invited this group, everybody in the group, to come up into the stands. And they were literally like, come on, squish between us, just scooch in here. And now let's all just radiate that cheerleading light. And it was just magical, the whole thing, like, it was so exciting and you could just feel the bliss of, you know, not only stopping the effort, but cheerleading everybody else who's, you know, just sharing that love for everybody who's still engaged in the game. Right? Okay. It's just all options available to us in this time. Yes. Anywhere from the game to the stands, right? Yes. Yes, well, that's where, honestly, I love that analogy because I felt that invitation, uh, and I can tell you the date, it was March 21st, 2020, because before that, I was still thinking, what is this news media doing putting people in, in this state of fear? And then finally, Spirit said to me that day, and I, and I, I created a, a short music video, but what the Spirit said is, it's the beginning of the mask awakening and i was like elated so that i feel like spirit was inviting me to come into the stands you know you don't have to stay you can if you want to stay down there and in, in the game but if you come up in the stands and watch and i'm like i'm coming i'll be i'm coming hold my seat <laughs> my pom-poms i'm yeah coming. get my pom-poms ready hold my seat and that's where i've been i've been in the stands since march you know before that i was in the game i was in the game but i i'm serious <laughs> have told me we have seen such a difference in you since March and so I, I went up in the stands I've been up in the stands yes I have and I'm watching the game I see all that's going on and I'm cheering everybody on I'm cheering both sides I'm cheering everybody on yes we need like a we need like a cheer for the great awakening I don't yes. I wasn't a cheerleader so I don't know how to cheer but <laughs> I was a cheerleader in eighth grade for basketball and then I was in 10th grade I was flag squad which was for football you know twirling the flag that was fun <laughs> so well yes that's exact i love that analogy because i feel that's what i feel i'm right there with them watching the game and just sending love to everybody on the field that's yeah that. yeah it was exciting yes it's really an exciting time and i that is not to minimize the suffering or the the pain that people experience that are going through you know more personal uh, challenges in this yes. time and uh, there's you know we're learning on lots of different levels in lots of different ways so yes uh, it's just an extraordinary time for all in every way it's, it's an exciting yes. time to be alive and I have so many days uh, which is almost every day where I just I, I just can't believe how magnificent the changes are how quickly it's accelerating now yes. How many people are, you know, coming along on the awakening um, journey? It's really spectacular. It truly is. It truly is. And I, like you said, I'm just in bliss watching it. And like I said, sending love to both sides. And I know because the message um, I got this morning is just to stay the light, hold the light. Like you said, hold, be that container, hold the light and send love and light. And through demonstration, they will like, wait a second. She seems to be somewhere. I think I want to see what she's doing, you know, just be the light. So 
people can gravitate towards that light to help them raise. Mm -hmm. And again, they're going to have to, you know, take that final step and go within. And because it's an inward journey to the awakening. But I agree with everything you said. uh, I do use that language of 5D, 3D, but I also also said I use that language with no judgment and truly no separation in my, but it does, the language is separation, but my my feeling of it is not a separation. Right, 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 right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but and 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 Paul says the upper room, the upper room. Yes, yes, yes. yes. The upper room. See, we all have different ways of. of yes. And when you when you get to these points of hearing the language, then you can hear when you when you tune into some people that have been around for a while. You can hear when they're talking from fear. You yes. can hear when fear comes into you know, uh, and, and I, I consider that sort of an egoic bleed in, which is right. no, no, not dismissing an ego. An ego is a thing that's exactly. simply working very hard to protect us. Yes. But you can see where it bleeds into some teachings. Um, yes. And, yes. and uh, okay, I can see, I can yeah. see where you're at. And yes. that's, you know, for a certain level of people, they need to hear that at this point. Yes. That will exactly. feel safe for them. Okay. Exactly. Exactly. Okay, that's good. And the truth, there's just it's a totally no judgment. Like I say, well, I observe this, but I have no judgment on it. You right. know, there's no judgment. It's just my op, and it's just my observation from my viewpoint, which someone else might look at the same thing and have a totally different observation, and their observation is just as valid as my observation. That's right. But you know, we've I've I've taught um, a lot about um, what I call Judge Judy. <laughs> which is, you know, in, the, in a oneness experience, as we really are, there is perceiver and that which we perceive and then right. that which is aware of that we're all perceiving or whatever. But in, the, in this separation consciousness between perceiver and that which we perceive, our mind inserted a filter that I call Judge Judy. Okay. Which is, it's the judgment about everything that we're perceiving. So right. we have a perception of it, and then we're, but we're seeing it through a filter of, well, what about it? Is yeah. it good? Is it bad? Is it right? Or is it wrong? Is it preferable? Or, you know, whatever. So we have this filter. And the moment that we, this is what separates us, right? right. We're separation of consciousness. So right. the minute that we take away the judgment about life, then all we're doing is, is in union with life. Yes. Right? It's the life experience. It's the being of life experience without any need for filters. Yes. Exactly. Exactly. So, so true. Please, Mary, share with our listeners all of the ways they can contact you, how they can come be a part of your group, all of it, everything. Share everything with our listeners, how they can sure. keep up with you. Okay. So the easiest way is to visit my website, unwittingmystic.com. And on there, there's two things that I recommend um, in particular. One is my course. Um, I have two courses. One's the Divine Vibe and one's a Divine 444 course. The Vibe is the follow-up to the first one. Okay. And they're excellent, excellent resources. And there's a lot of work that went into producing them. So it's a great, great deal for what it costs. I think it's 149 or something like that. Um, it's a 28-day course. And then mm-hmm. the Divine Vibe is a two-week course. So continue to support people through that. Mm-hmm. My book is unwittingmystic.com. That's the, the other resource. And then... Um, the Patreon community, I have a very tight knit Patreon community that I've been working with for a little over a year and it's starting to grow now. 
And that's a, you can find it at Patreon, patreon.com slash Mary Reed. And very, very simple. And we do satsangs every week and every other Wednesday. Mm -hmm. And everybody gets videos of those. So there's a lot of tools and meditations and things like that. And sometimes I share those publicly as well, if there's something that I think the public would resonate with. Um, so, right. mm -hmm. yeah. I also have a YouTube channel that you can find oh, yes. it on. Just uh, type in Mystic Mary Reed and I'll pop up. Awesome. Very good. This has been amazing. And I just. It's been a joy I, as always, Carol. I love, I love, I love, I love, I love being able to commune with fellow. And when I say it, and because somebody once, I was in a um, round table just the other day, and I, I said awake, like, for me, and this has always been my definition of someone I would say seems unaware or asleep, I use the term asleep, but I look upon that being, know that they're divine being, and I look upon them with nothing but love, like I would look upon a baby sleeping, and I use that analogy, I'm like, if you're looking at a baby sleeping how can you feel nothing but love for that baby sleeping? So if someone is unaware, I think I'm going to start using that word unaware other rather than asleep because it seems like it has less judgment around it because um, there is no judgment in my heart and soul. There is no judgment for those who are, and there's so many at this time awakening. That is just so joyous to see. It's Thrilling. So, yes, 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 yes. It is great. It is great. Well, it's a pleasure as always. Thank you so yes. much for inviting me to do this. I'm glad we could finally get yes. together. And do yes, we kind of was missing, hit and miss, but hey, it, all <laughs> things happen in perfect divine time. Timing is perfect. Perfect. Yeah, it's been a joy, my friend. Always. Thank you so much. I love you so much. And you I know love what? you too, Caroline. In touch. You yes. We'll always be in touch. May our time together be of benefit to all beings. Yes. Namaste, namaste. Namaste, my friend. Hi, sweetheart. I hope you enjoyed that conversation as much as I did with Mary Reed. Please go to her website and check out all the wonderful offerings she has there. Um, I'd like to also invite you to my website. I am... Um, offering free mentoring, a free mentoring session for anyone interested in having a mentoring session with me, just go to my website, awake2onenessradio.org and email me, let me know you're interested in a mentoring session. Um, also, we, I am now hosting monthly Zoom gatherings um, with at the end of each month. So the next meeting, because we had one yesterday, so the next meeting will be in September, September Thursday, September 24th um, at 8 p.m. Eastern time. So if you're interested in joining us in a monthly Zoom meeting, so just go to my website, contact me, and I will send you the link to that meeting. On my website, you also find a list of free online events, holistic online events, that there's at least 10 of them. Each week it updates, but they're holistic um, events that will help us to stay healthy in these times uh, we're all concerned about our health. And my way of staying healthy is holistically, and I like to share that with my listeners. So check that out on my website.
Also, everything I do, Awake to Oneness Radio, is nonprofit. So I have a donation button and I accept donations. If you care to pledge a dollar to five dollars a month to help support the work of Awake to Oneness Radio, it is greatly appreciated. Thank you so much for tuning in, and I will see you next week. Bye-bye for now. Namaste.